Welcome to the 10-Minute Life Coaching Program presented by me, Jay Cleveland Payne, one of the peak performance advisors from Fast Forward Business Properties. In the span of about 10 minutes, I'll present to you a show filled with a few ideas that I believe will help you improve your business and your personal lives and then try to upsell you on them signing up for some one-on-one sessions with one of our peak performance advisors. I'm at least going to make an attempt. I'm going to also let you help me keep me on track by giving some details on some of the features and programs we have in production here and then make one last attempt on the upsell before we wrap up the program. Today's show, we're going to look into networking in a more toned down sense. We're going to go beyond the after hours type business mixers and take a look at your more natural and already established networking circles you already have why tapping into those resources may make more sense than shuffling through piles of business cards when you're in a time of need. So let's start the clock and get to work. Do you hate networking as much as I do? I totally loathe going to the networking events or working message boards for the sake of networking. They totally bore me. They totally annoy me. And I don't think I have ever gotten anything relatively useful out of using any of them or going to any of them. So I try my best to avoid as many of these functions as possible. But when I do get roped into a networking event, I do my best to try to meet a few new people. Not targeting people who could make great possible clients or synergistic partners. Just new people. People I've literally have never met before. Now, why would I do this? Well, this is about my need for personal growth. In public, I am an extremely shy and introverted person. I am great at talking to people and getting to the heart of their problems through conversation and producing feasible solutions to those problems. But what I'm not very good at is general small talk, even if I can brag about being a master of general knowledge. Talking to strangers about random things is very painful for me. But because I force myself to do it fairly often, I have learned how to act and react to the verbal and the physical cues of others to make them feel comfortable in conversation And because I've been able to master that, most people think I'm fairly good with conversation. Trust me, I'd be more comfortable just being able to blurt out rude and uncomfortable statements in conversation, scurry off to a corner, and have people that really know me speak up for me, explaining away my boorish behavior, but assuring the crowd that the trade-off to having me around is the great work that I constantly deliver. Unfortunately, I've learned I have to be both cordial in conversation and good at what I do to get good business, so I always work at both. You'll also find me very intently studying other people at networking events, if I have to be there. I'm always studying people and their actions and their motivations, but with the supposed intent of growing your network at these events, it's a great opportunity to view some of the living case studies and how to and how not to accomplish that goal. From the observation of the same guy hovering around the hors d'oeuvres table putting food in his mouth in what looks like an attempt to always have food in his mouth whenever he is approached with conversation, which, by the way, is one of my favorite go-to moves, to keeping an eye on the lady who is just a little too flirty with the older attendees that are fidgeting with their wedding bands, to that guy, and you all know that guy, that guy that you pray to the heavens above will come nowhere near you all night long. That guy could have one of an infinite number of issues that makes him the most undesirable person to to make contact with. In fact, he usually has more than one of those issues, and the choice as to which is worse can be determined by a coin flip because they're probably all just as bad. That's about all I get out of networking events. 
If you do much better than I do, then I am very happy for you. But if you seem to get similar results of being disappointed at not making contacts, but possibly collecting a lot of business cards that you know you'll never need to see again, it's not your fault. It's the way the events are set up. If you're going to an event where the draw is to, quote, meet potential new customers and clients, unquote, you've effectively stepped into a club on ladies' night. And we all know how ladies' night actually works. You get the ladies in by offering them free admission and cheap drinks. And you get the men to pay to get in to get close to those ladies with hopes that they can first convince the ladies to buy them cheap drinks, then possibly convince them into a little more. It's a cheap theme to bring people in looking for cheap hookups. But as long as there's a line at the door, the club is full and the club can claim success. You can help yourself by looking for networking events that are marketed as an actual event. Maybe the draw is a popular band that fans can come and actually meet between the sets. Maybe the draw could be the opening of a business with insiders getting to look at some of the magic in their marketing. Maybe it's a speech from a sales training guru that everyone in your industry just adores and that will get people there to just check him out. Or maybe it's a small business speed dating event, something that is a little themed, but something more fun. Your motivation to be there has to be something a little more powerful than potential clients or all my competitors will be there. Gathering around an event makes it something to do, and that something to do should be a lot more fun. You'll be more relaxed and enjoy yourself whether you make new contacts or not. And if you're more relaxed, you'll probably have more natural conversations that will lead to real connections. But as I said in the opener, I hate network. But I still do it. And I do a lot of it, actually. I just don't look for the set-up networking events because I'm not a social person like that. I utilize the power of my actual networks that truly exist. The circles in which I live in that overlap on a daily basis. They are real and organic and will always produce better results when you need to tap into a human search power. Job openings, client sources... Supply sources, even just a great new place to pick up a quick and cheap lunch are best found through a personal endorsement of a person you've already established a functioning relationship with. And I am constantly amazed personally at how efficient checking in with my actual human network does work for me. And sometimes find that it's in making contact with one of my more casual acquaintances, people I don't even spend a lot of time with, are the ones that turn into the biggest deals and the best leads out there. So it is very important to have a clear vision of what type of networking circles you have to pull from should the need arise. To help you sort out the type of circles that you can tap into, I'm listing uh, four right here, four circles in my networks that I use on a regular basis. Obviously, it is not the full listing of various networking circles I have, just a couple examples that you can easily tap into. You can start with current employers. Now, the curious thing about me working in broadcasting is that Everybody around here seems to have a side hustle that takes advantage of the skills they utilize for the day job. And none of the bosses seem to have a problem with that because they have their own side hustles going on dealing with the skills they use from the day job they have. Now, if you work in a more traditional setting, there are probably stricter rules and limits about soliciting for your side business. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's off limits. 
Check in with your superiors before you start to hawk your crochet services, your independent jewel sales, or your sweet little girl's irresistible yearly cookie sales. Yes, I know you get hit with those every single year. If you get the okay, just don't be a pest about working your outside sales around your people you work with. And most importantly, keep getting your work done on schedule. Don't let your side job be a distraction for the eight hours of work they're supposedly paying you for on that day. Also look into your clubs, associations, and your running buddies. Birds of a feather do flock together, and you can usually look towards the clubs and associations you have memberships in for ideas, information, and possibly your next business deal, especially if you're paying some sort of dues to keep your membership current. But even if the grouping doesn't come from a formal association, but from just doing like-minded things, the bonds you have built will carry a lot of weight if you send a simple request. The diversity of people you see regularly at the business association luncheons or even the car enthusiasts' club gatherings or maybe even just playing ball at the gym help round you out as a person. You should give them a chance to help you round out a business or personal situation in which their expertise may be called into play. You never know who you're standing next to or who you're working with that can help you out and vice versa. I also count a circle of friends and family But that's not always the best route to go. And I often like to not group friends with family because of the complex dynamics of some people's personal lives. But for time issues of this podcast, we're going to let it go down like this because these are the people that are supposed to be your greatest support system when you're working your way up and your first lifeline in the case of trouble taking you down. Your situations may vary and your family and friends may prove to have good intentions but lack the proper resources to help or bad intentions from the start. This comes from knowing who in your family or your circle of friends truly count. So it's a personal decision on who you allow into your family to help you out, which of your friends you allow to help you out with your situations. And you have to have a solid trust and understanding from the beginning before the crisis happens if you reach through them in a crisis. A fourth one I picked is my church association. People have a lot of issues with the church itself and the influence that it has over people's lives. Nonetheless, if you're a regular attending member of a local church, you've placed yourself in what should be a tight-knit group of like-minded people. The least your church-going brothers and sisters can do for you is offer up some words of encouragement and a prayer to your way. In many churches, the staff and members go above and beyond for those who share their walk with Christ often able to assist with counseling, financial, and crisis assistance. Don't be afraid of church people getting in your business, as they say, if you have a local church that is in the business of taking care of people, especially the people who help take care of the church. That is just four of the circles that I pull from personally. And as you would expect, many of the people that I have access to can be assessed through multiple networking circles. They often overlap into different circles. Sometimes it's a matter of which skill and which association that I'm in need of to help me choose what person and what capacity I need them for. And on the flip side, what skills and abilities I have in a certain circle that I can offer others when they are in need. One thing I want to make sure of is not to put forth an image of condemning the typical after-hour styled mixer as useless means of networking. That's something that I hope I didn't portray earlier in the podcast. They just aren't of much use for me personally for networking and basically not my brand of fun, period. 
One important key you do need to remember in the art of networking is to constantly be trying to grow your network, as you never know what connections your new connection may have to offer you and, in turn, what you exactly can offer to them. That puts a wrap on the main theme for this week. If you like the advice given or the advisor giving the advice, why don't you consider a more serious investment in your personal improvement journey for yourself or your business? Uh, maybe more time, maybe more money into it. Uh, but we're talking about one-on-one sessions, so it's some serious or maybe just light work talking with our peak performance advisors. We set up for regular phone coaching sessions, and we have no need for a long-term commitment. It's not necessarily about getting you lined up to get money out of your pocket. It's about getting you as quickly and securely on your way to doing bigger and better things. So for more information on that, Peak Performance Advisors and coaching with us, send us an email. The email address right now is peakperformanceadvisors, that's A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S, at A-T-T dot net. So I've given you this week's advice and I've asked you to make an upgrade. This is the point where I let the listeners hold my feet to the fire on upcoming projects that we have planned here that we like to get done, but sometimes things get in the way. So you get a chance to kind of poke us, make sure it's going on. We call it accountability on me. And if you want to have accountability on me, the fact that you're listening gives you that accountability. Whether you're listening to us for the very first time or from one of the 36 times we've had this podcast, we thank you so much for listening. And if you have any response, feel free to send them on. When last I spoke in the Accountability on Me segment of this podcast, I was essentially stalling on giving the results of the survey we sent out looking for insight. We asked you, the listeners, to give us a grade on the 10-Minute Life Coach podcast and the Oh By The Way newsletter. We needed to know from you exactly why these two pieces from the Peak Performance Advisors Group were working for you, while the other programs and projects didn't seem to work at all. Not only did I learn a lot from your answers, it inspired me to draft a hopefully coming soon 10-minute life coaching lesson on asking for and accepting feedback from others. However, I do have to get in that pain of progress podcast that was supposed to be out two weeks ago, too. Overall, the input we got from you who replied to the survey is that you like the podcast and you like the newsletter. The topics we have are relevant and useful. And the only real issues with what we are presenting were essentially cosmetic, although I don't know you called them audio cosmetic, but cosmetic is the best word I can come up with to explain it. Just bits and pieces of things in the presentation, not so much with the product. So we thank you all for your input again, and we're working to make some improvements that will make the experience even greater for you. Some were easier to implement immediately. For example, for those of you who said the theme music was a little loud, we've been working on the audio levels for the past two episodes, so Send me a message let me know if we toned it down to your likening. Some are design issues that have to be tested a little more intently before you'll see any changes. So those changes are coming. We're going to accommodate as many of the great ideas as we can. And you guys let us know whether it's working or whether we need to go back to where we were. So for next week, some positive ratings for the podcast at iTunes or other feed sites would be greatly appreciated to help us grow. Otherwise... Just as I said last week, I know you're out there praying for me and keeping me pumped up. Just keep downloading and listening. That's the most important thing. That is the best way to support the show is to just keep supporting the show. As always, you are free to send me encouragement, ridicule, questions about my general sanity, whatever you like via comments on the website or email via 10minutelifecoach at att.net. 
And that's a wrap for this week's program. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne, and I thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Life Coaching Program. For more information on this show, visit its online home at 10minutelifecoach.com. For information on signing up for one-on-one coaching with the Peak Performance Advisors set up in uh, hourly phone chats and some email back and forth, some online stuff uh, to fit your schedule with no long-term commitment whatsoever, uh, send us an email right now. We're working to rework the website, so send us an email to peakperformanceadvisors, A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S, at att.net, and we'll get the information to you and take good care of you. We promise. Next week on the 10-Minute Life Coach Podcast, I'll present some more ideas and tips to help you get your business and personal life in order for absolutely no monetary charge. All I'm asking of you is about 10 minutes of your time. So until then, I say again, thank you.